It's a conspiracy theory that I'm actually interested in. Hi, everybody. It's me, Vanessa Iconic, your host of Iconic Conspiracies, the podcast for any and all pop culture conspiracies. So this week's topic was actually chosen by a poll on my Twitter in which I asked you guys, um, I gave you four options, one of them being other, with the option of giving a suggestion, which a few of you took to that one. Thank you for that. And the other three options were the Katy Perry and John Bonet Ramsey conspiracy, the Lady Gaga killing Lena Morgana, and the Britney Spears is a George Bush cover-up. In the second tiebreaker poll between that and the Lady Gaga one, this one won. So I will give you the Lady Gaga killing Lena Morgana conspiracy theory next Wednesday. Not next Wednesday, but the Wednesday after that. I also do update pretty regularly on my Twitter, which is iconic. C-O-N-S-P-R-C-Y. So, anyways... Um, before we get into this episode, I actually want to do an update on the Paula Abdul plane crash conspiracy that I talked about as actually my first episode because it's actually become a lot more relevant and it's been talked about a lot on Twitter this week. If you haven't watched that episode yet, it is actually the first episode. Um, it was one of my favorites to talk about and it was probably, it's actually my most watched episode. So obviously you guys are loving it and I'm happy about that. So that's why I am here to do another update because since I filmed that episode, I've recently found some new evidence and there's been an interview that I found out was actually happened while I was editing my podcast for that episode, which is kind of funny, kind of crazy, but it's all it's all fun and games. So I'm going to get right into that. But first of all, I'm going to just reiterate some of the things that I have said because I do feel like some of this evidence does coincide with some of the theories that I put forward in my other episode, my Paula Abdul episode episode. The main one being that she has Munchausen syndrome. Now, um, not going to get into this again, but for the new evidence, I do just want to say that in 2007, she actually claimed that she tripped over one of her chihuahuas and broke her nose, bruised her arm, and actually broke a toe. And this is from TMZ. However, again, we're getting inconsistencies depending on who you which news source you go to because the Orange County Register actually said that she fractured her toe and broke her nose. It didn't really mention a bruised arm, which I mean is a little bit irrelevant when you compare it to like, you know, a broken nose. But TMZ also got her out the next day and she was at an Italian restaurant. She was photographed by paparazzi and her nose doesn't look busted up at all and she's walking like just regularly. Like, so did she fake her? Probably, yeah. She faked a fucking plane crash. Why not fake a broken nose and a broken toe? Like, that's just fucking child's play compared to faking a plane crash. (laughs) No, but in all seriousness, she didn't even try. Like, her nose looks fine. Literally, TMZ reported it on um, May the 21st. And then May the 22nd, she was out at this restaurant looking perfectly fine. So, yet again, another lie probably for attention about her medical history, which is, oh, it's just so, (laughs) that's Paula Abdul for you. I don't know what to say. Her getting caught and her, I guess, just pretending like never, nothing happened again. It's just really funny. And now I'm going to talk about um, something else actually relating to the plane crash itself, which was an interview that happened literally the day I was like finishing and publishing my 
podcast, my first episode, which was, of course, the freaking Paula Abdul plane crash episode. So she talks about, again, my favorite inaccurate story, which is the one that she talks about how she was on tour in 1993 and then on the plane crash in 1993 while she was on tour in 1993 while she wasn't on tour. In 1993, and a simple Google search will actually show you that. However, that's not the most important part of the interview. The most important part is when she was asked about the Jezebel article, which actually also was the one that made its rounds on Twitter the other day, other day, other week, and she was asked about it. The interviewer said, Some gossip sites like Jezebel and Delisted have claimed that Abdul entirely fabricated her mysterious plane crash story, but Paula Abdul shrugs off such accusations. She tells the reporter after she's like, Hey, so what do you think about all these like places saying that you faked your plane crash? And she said, You know what? It's like there are seven other people that were on the plane who were in the plane accident with me, so I don't really care what people have to say. I don't. It's like you learn and grow through wisdom and experience of being in the business, especially with the internet. You can't take things personally. So pretty much she's like saying uh, there's seven other people in the plane, which, by the way, only one of the bitches, which is Paula, has said anything about being in a plane crash. Nobody else has come forward and said, hey, guess what? I was on the plane crash with Paula. So until that happens, I think that everybody else is going to just say that it was made up and it didn't happen. Also, in case I haven't mentioned it, in case you guys want to do your own research, um, you can just look up Yahoo Paula Abdul interview, and it was published March 12, 2020. So there it is. And now that that's covered, um, we're going to go back into our main conspiracy. So this week's topic is that pop singer and freaking pop culture icon Britney Spears was actually in some way, shape, or form working with George W. Bush, who was at the time the president of the United States of America. So let's get into this. So George W. Bush was a Republican. He was the 43rd president of the United States, and his time in office was from 2001 to 2009. Now, during his presidency, um, as some of you guys know, a ton of shit went down in America. There was wars, there was 9-11, and there was just a bunch of shit, like shit on top of shit on top of shit. But Does it compare to what's happening now? Not really. And we don't really have any main pop girls to cover up anything. So that kind of sucks. Let me actually talk about Britney Spears a little bit first. So for those of you who don't know, Britney Spears was a huge pop star. She still is. She's very well known. She was very, very well known and back in the day especially. And she was on the cover of tabloids like all the time. Like I remember as a kid going to the grocery store with my mom and it was always like there is a similar cast of characters on the like magazines at the time. There was Britney, there was like Paris Hilton, Lindsay Lohan, all those girls. And she was definitely always there. Like I remember when she shaved her head and I saw that image everywhere and I thought, oof, girl, that is not a good look. It was, I think it actually scared me as a kid, but oh well. (laughs) Imagine being afraid of Britney Spears, girl. (laughs) Anyways, she was super successful growing up. She was a child actress. Was she on? Yeah, she was, she was on the Mickey Mouse Club. With Christina Aguilera, Justin Timberlake, Ryan Gosling, Carrie Russell, all of those. And it was canceled in 1996. She was really, really young. She was born in December of 1981. So she's only 38. She started her music career in 1998, 1999. So she was like, oh my god, she was 17, 18 years old. Which is 
Oh my god, that's insane. <laughs> oh my god, she's she was younger than I was when she started her music career. That's crazy. So as you can see, she obviously started out very, very young and she was in the public eye from a very young age. She's kind of been in the public eye since about I would I she's still in the public eye, but she was very heavily in the public eye during the Bush administration, which has, you know, obviously started the conspiracy that she was sort of a secret agent for George W. Bush during this time and would have sort of, I want to say, either media outbursts or just publicity stunts to sort of distract from what the Bush administration was doing that they didn't really want out there for everybody to see. This was a time when celebrity news like ruled over everything. You would just hear random newscasters like talking about like what these girls were doing and all that sort of stuff. A really good account that I follow on Instagram, I love it. It's Pop Culture Died in 2009. And they just sort of post old tabloids and stuff like that. It was stuff like that, but it was everywhere. Imagine the news, the stuff like that, but it just being like so like popular and it's like you cannot escape it. That was like the level that it got to with her fame and literally all of pop culture, to be honest. Like it was sort of the peak. Like it was freaking everywhere. Pop culture was everywhere you turned. It was everywhere you look. You could not escape it. This era was like notorious for being completely like <laughs> completely insane like how do I put it if someone were to have a breakdown nowadays they would either put it on Instagram for everybody to see and uh, as a desperate attempt to like you know get attention or they would keep it quiet but back in the day these people like these celebrities would have like completely publicized breakdowns and they would be completely like all over the place for like weeks on end and it would just be awful like looking back at it now like it was definitely pretty harmful and we should leave it behind because I mean might not be the best you know poke a bomb with a stick however as someone who's entertained by this kind of garbage I wouldn't mind seeing a resurrection in this but Nowadays, people are just, um, people who are, like, really known are kind of flops and boring, so maybe not. Anyways, enough about the pop culture. I want to get into Britney Spears and who she is as a person and her career. And I also, I would like to talk about some of the events that line up in her career in comparison to what was happening during the Bush administration. However, before we get into the conspiracy that she is working for the Bush administration, and now I think it would be essential to, before getting into that, talk about her conservatorship and also the Free Britney movement. So pretty much um, a conservatorship is a legal concept in the United States. I'm reading this off of Wikipedia. I'm I'm not American. I say that at least once an episode, but I'm not an American. It is a concept, a legal concept, in which a guardian or protector is appointed by a judge in order to manage the financial affairs and slash or the daily life of another person due to physical or mental limitations or old age. A person under this conservatorship is a conservatee. There are multiple different kinds of conservatorships. Now, first and foremost, I just want to say I am in no way, shape, or form a lawyer or someone who should or can give legal advice. I mean, I could give legal advice. Would it be good? Probably not. I'm just a girl who has taken a few courses relating to, like, legal studies, and most of them are based on, like, you know, Canadian law because I'm Canadian. 
I'm just a bitch who likes pop culture and conspiracy theories, and I thought, why not talk about this? But this one has a lot to do about the law, but I'm going to try and do my best to inform you guys about the law and the legal proceedings and stuff like that. So yeah, sorry in advance for it going to be not the highest quality standard, but you know what? I'm, I'm just a girl who tries. So pretty much, there are two types of conservatorships. There is a voluntary one in which someone will go to the state and ask someone to appoint a conservator, and an involuntary one, which is usually when a family member were to go to the court and attempt to have a conservator for their loved one. And this usually happens with old age, as people who are older do tend to... Um, be able to sort of do less and less as time goes on, unfortunately, but hey, that's life. However, Britney's conservatorship actually fell under the second category, which was the involuntary one, and it was appointed to the courts by her father in 2008, which was a year after she was involuntarily hospitalized after her breakdown in 2007, her incredibly public one where she shaved her head and bashed in a car and all that. I'm going to get into more specifics regarding that incident as it actually does line up with a incredibly important incident during the Bush era, but I want to talk more about her conservatorship first. So the conservatorship was actually requested by her father during this time, and now it is also, um, I want to maybe speculate that it was possible that he was controlling her career more so less severely than he is now. Because right now, he legally controls every single aspect of her career, every single aspect of her finances, and pretty much every single aspect of her life as a whole. And now, um, I'm going to sort of talk about her life and her upbringing. Specifically, I want to talk about the allegations online that her father, James, who is also the one who is her conservator, who is the one controlling the conservatorship. I don't know if I made that clear. I want to make that completely clear. And this is what I'm about to say is online speculation because in the past there have been a lot of sort of takedowns on any sort of content relating to this topic. Britney Spears' sons had an Instagram live stream and he talked about the issue and they're like only 12. I remember seeing a video go viral of her sons talking on an Instagram live and saying how much they hate her grandfather and they were like oh my god like it was it was really really bad and now when I looked to like when I looked it up like everything I found had been removed like videos have been removed but pretty much she's saying and I quote fucking hates his grandfather and like wants to like kill him like from the videos that I saw I would put something in but I literally cannot find video footage anywhere um the original tweets where video itself was posted have actually been dis- like the videos have been disabled due to copyrighted material which I didn't know that kids on a podcast or not podcast I'll keep saying podcast but on an Instagram live stream are copyrighted especially considering that there was like nothing playing in the background or anything but it's just it's very suspicious and it's very controlling and her sons actually are involved in this pretty much what they're using to keep her in this conservatorship is that she will only get custody of her children if she stays within this conservatorship now there have been many online speculation accusations allegations i'm not saying any of this is legit because i really think that if any of my podcasts get nabbed for anything it might be this one 
and not the, not the ones where I say like all the other crazy shit, but this one in particular because a lot of talk about free Britney and the Britney Spears conservatorship is sort of up in the air. And if I if I were to use any sort of found content, especially with the boys, my shit would get like pulled immediately. So I'm not going to do that. But you can look it up yourself for exact quotes, and maybe maybe you'll be lucky enough to find a video. But from what I've seen so far, I can't find any videos on it. They seem to all have been pulled. And so from an early age, she was famous and her parents were also part of the whole public eye there's a whole jamie lynn spears thing which if you know her you know her if you don't you don't but she was also like she's her sister she's britney spears's sister she was oh my god she was on zoe 101 she got pregnant and uh then i couldn't watch the show after that so shout out to my mother for not letting me watch after that anyways she went through a ton of crazy shit and her label was incredibly controlling before that. However, I definitely think that she was pushed into the industry from an early age by her parents. Now, growing up, there were allegations of abuse between her father and her mother. Um, there was like physical abuse, mental abuse. Her father was an alcoholic and she would often go to her aunt's house and it was just not a good environment to be growing up in. There were also allegations of physical abuse between her father and her and her siblings. And again, I am saying that these are allegations. Now, prior to the conservatorship, she was obviously growing up, she was very, very young and in the public eye. So obviously, she was definitely being controlled by other sources as you can't really, I don't really think you would be 17, 18, or even younger because she was a child actress and being able to make your own business-oriented and business-minded decisions. Now, pretty much at this point in her life, it was I want to say the early 2000s and she had just debuted her parents divorced um in 2002 she also had actually told people magazine that and I quote that it made her happy and it was the quote best thing to ever happen to her family quote at this time it was she was constantly under control I'm actually shocked that she would say that to like the media because it's I don't know it definitely does I think I wouldn't say prove any of the abuse allegations but it does sort of show that she had definitely grown up with a lot of fighting and a lot of you know sort of traumatic incidences that would happen that would make people happy if their parents divorced that's all I'm gonna say on that now I want to talk about her label and her, how she was under such strict control back here now, in 2000, it was actually revealed through Rolling Stone that Britney was super completely overworked and she would only have about one hour a day, like one hour in the day to herself in her own schedule. And she would not want to perform. She was constantly manipulated and forced out of her trailer by her team, by friends. Like her label would choose like her lip gloss, what underwear she wore. And it was all in a way to sort of keep her image as this pop sensation, like this teen pop sensation. And it was crazy controlling to the point where she was, like, she was having, like, mental breakdowns, obviously. But, like, it was insane. And, like, her friends have come out and had say that, like, oh, like, they would try and get us to bribe Britney. Like, they would try and, like, you know, if they could convince her into performing, they would, like, be able to go on these shopping sprees and stuff like that. And so, obviously, like, they were trying to manipulate her friends into sort of doing their dirty work for her. For them. And um, obviously, like, she was under such strict control even before this 
that, like, I don't even know. I can't even understand how she was able to, like, function, like, for so long. Because her infamous breakdown was only in, like, 2007, which was, like, seven years at least under this strict, like, control of being you know, told what to do by another person. Like, it's crazy. I couldn't imagine that. Like, I... And she's still under control today, but under a different sort of control. So pretty much after her breakdown, it was decided by her father that he was going to enter into a conservatorship. And at the time, it was 2008, it was actually a temporary conservatorship. But I guess he then applied to be a permanent conservator of Brittany, and he did win that. Um, so since 2008, pretty much, she's been under full control by her father, and he pretty much controls every aspect of her life. And it was also actually reported, I remember in 2019, sort of at the start of the whole Free Britney movement, that she was being held against her will in a mental facility, and she also had canceled her residency in 2019 around the same time and disappeared from the public eye for a few months. Legally speaking, she has no control over her actions. Everything that she has to do has to be run by and approved by her father. So she can't vote freely. She can't get married. She can't get pregnant. She cannot drive a car by herself. And there's just a ton of other restrictions, which to me is crazy because she is a 38-year-old woman. She should be allowed to do these things. Like, she is a grown woman, and she has the capacity to decide for herself. It's just, it's insane. So, obviously, the Free Britney movement happened around this time in which she was seeking the courts to sort of end her conservatorship because, obviously, she didn't want to be in a conservatorship anymore. It's just, it's a very, it's it's very crazy to think how long her life has been controlled by the labels, by just other people in her life. To me, that's just such a crazy topic. It's just, it's scary. It really is a scary topic. So now that we've got that underway, I want to talk about how maybe Britney was being used by the Bush administration as a cover-up for the mistakes, the wrongdoings, the anything that did not go well with the Bush administration. I mean, it was possible. We've seen that she's being very heavily controlled by her father and very heavily in the past controlled by her label. And so it's not that far-fetched that maybe the Bush administration is using her as sort of a, or was using her as a sort of distraction to the public for the mistakes and the wrongdoings of the administration. Now, I'm going to show you a few events that had sort of lined up with Britney at times in which the Bush administration was sort of not hailed well at the public, or there was something big to announce that was a little bit jarring, a little bit, you know, unsettling. Now, the Bush administration was certainly a very interesting time for American history, as a lot happened. We saw um, 9-11, Al-Qaeda, the rise and fall, and then rise again of Al-Qaeda. A lot of shit, a lot of conspiracy theories, and of course this is just another one. Is there any truth to it? Personally, I think that it's grasping at straws, if anything. But I'm gonna give you some proof of a possibility of a collusion between Britney and Bush. <laughs> Now, pretty much in the early 2000s, Britney had a sort of squeaky clean pop star look attitude. And things only started to get off the rails with her 
in around 2004, so the mid-2000s. Now, keep in mind that this is also sort of in the election cycle where he would have already been elected for about three-ish years. And so the re-election charm is obviously starting to come up now. So people are starting to sort of take more notice about the president and what they're satisfied and not satisfied with. And sort of, you know, take a look at the other... Oh my God, there's... (laughs) I say other... But there's just one other candidate, really, in American politics. You guys should fix that. But um, this is a pop culture conspiracy, not a um, what I think the U.S. government should do. So we're going to focus on, obviously, the first part. So 2004, to be exact, January 5th in 2004. And at this time, we had, I want to say, the CIA leak scandal, in which um, it was also referred to as the Plame Affair, Plame Gate. I'm probably not saying it right, but you know what? It is what it is. And pretty much, it was a bit controversial because it was, you know, interfering with the business of Iraq and stuff like that. Now, the court case was sort of coming into, there was a bunch of court cases and stuff like that, because, you know, you can't have scandals without court cases. Of course. <laughs> you actually actually can, but you know what? You can't have major Amer- American political scandals without court cases. And so at around this time, before all the sort of court action for this incident started to start, Brittany actually married her childhood friend, Jason Alexander, in Las Vegas. And then um, it was also the marriage that she called quits 55, 55, yeah, 55 hours later, um, in which the marriage was annulled. Alexander told ABC, it was just, you know, a friend asking for a friend to come on a trip. And... (laughs) I don't know. Like, I I wouldn't marry a friend. Well, I mean, you know, it's Vegas. I guess if you get a little bit crunk in Vegas with a friend, you're like, let's get married because there's 24-7, like, Elvis marriage chapels all over Las Vegas, I guess. I don't know. Maybe that's the allure of it. But, you know, the marriage lasted 55 hours before it was annulled. So... (laughs) I don't know, probably one of the shortest marriages ever. Who knows? Or, well, definitely one of the most short public figure marriages. Because I even remember, like, oh, Kim and, like, who remembers Kim and Chris? Chris, what was his face? Chris Humphreys! Yes, him! Oh, that was, like, a 72-day one. (laughs) But no, 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 55 hours obviously beats 72 days by a lot. So let's just let's just stop the comparisons here because there's one queen of short marriages and that is Britney Spears. Now moving on to another date in the timeline where people believe that it is most likely that Britney was covering for the Bush administration. We're going to take a jump all the way forward to April 2006. Now at this time, George W. Bush had a, an all-time low approval rate of 38%. And during this time, Britney was seen with her son, who was at the time an infant, in her lap while she was driving rather than in a car seat. And at the time, like, child welfare officials, um, the sheriff's department, and all of this were investigating that story. Her son had also been injured in a fall from his high chair. And now people at this time were not talking so much about George W. Bush, and they instead sort of shifted their focus onto this whole debate on whether or not a child should be in a car seat or in a person's lap. Um, Obviously, you know, me, I personally think that a child should be in a car seat and not on a lap but you know what this happened oh god this happened what 14 years ago yeah (laughs) 14 years ago so 
Moving on, we have our next date in the timeline, which is November 6, 2006. And this was actually the day before the midterm election, where Republicans could have potentially lost 33 seats and 434 House seats. And this was at the time when Britney Spears announced a split from her second husband, Kevin Federlin, and everybody was obviously losing their shit at this point. Now... <laughs> Here is where it starts to get a bit bigger and bigger. So obviously, at this time, George Bush was in his second presidential thing. And I know that you guys can only elect a president twice. So he, I guess he said, fuck it. Let's just fucking go crazy. Go bananas. Go absolutely stupid on the American public. So February 2007. This is where everything fucking hit the fan. George W. Bush announces the reformation of Al-Qaeda. And on that night is the night where Britney snuck out of rehab, shaved her head, attacked a paparazzi van with an umbrella. And so obviously, for those who don't know, Al-Qaeda is a terrorist organization who was headed by Osama bin Laden. They were responsible for a number of terrorist attacks, most most notably 9-11, which obviously killed countless of American people and started many wars in the Middle East. And it was just a complete shit show, and it really did change society as a whole. It was a very, very big event. So obviously the American public were very, very pissed off when Al-Qaeda had reformed. So yeah, another jump in the timeline, March 14th, 2007. Um, the Attorney General at the time, Alberto Gonzalez, admitted that there were mistakes made in firing eight of the U.S. attorneys who did not seem loyal enough to George W. Bush. And... Again, later that day, a story is leaked about how Britney was allegedly getting involved in a relationship with a, music, a fellow musician at her stint in rehab. And that musician was Howie Day. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was leaked to the public. And yeah. So people at, after this time did notice that the Britney Spears drama coincidentally started to dry up after the 2008 election, which people say was possibly for two reasons, which was either that she was on her conservatorship or she was no longer needed by the public administration. And so, yeah, there's that speculation. That's pretty much it for what I could have found of evidence of Britney and the George W. Bush administration. And it was just, it's just, I would just chalk it up to coincidence. Like, this girl had it going on for a long time. Is it possible that maybe she was held by her record label and told to, you know, do these things and timed at a certain time? I mean, the last one we did see, which was the March story leak about her romance and rehab, I mean, obviously it was done by somebody else. Could have been somebody at a record label. Could have been someone who... I don't want to say someone who worked at the rehab facility because I know that people who work in places like that obviously have to sign an NDA to, you know, not leak personal information like this, but it could possibly have been that. But I don't know. I think that this conspiracy is just pure coincidence. And I think the real reason why she stopped being a little bit, well, seen as a crazy person in the public eye is definitely because she is now under a very, very strict lock and key with the threat of her children being 
taken from her and all this. And these are very, obviously very serious threats. And it's, it would be very scary position to be at the age of like, you know, 38 and having to run everything by somebody. I couldn't imagine that. Like, I can barely imagine doing that now. And I'm like, what? I'm redacted eight years old. <laughs> now, this theory to me, it doesn't really, I, w- I want to say it doesn't exactly have a leg to stand on. Like, the amount of times I see it or see people referencing it or joking about it or even talking about it compared to how much evidence there actually seems to be and how much I would say that these events sort of correlate, it just it doesn't really, to me, make sense. I don't know why it's a popular conspiracy theory. I don't, personally speaking, I don't think that this is something, I don't think this is a conspiracy. I don't, I just think that it was very coincidental and that she was just going through a very hard time after being controlled for so many years and still to this day being controlled by her father, her record label. She's always being controlled by somebody and obviously that's going to make somebody snap. And she just had to snap. Like there's only so much that some person can take of being told what to do before they go out and snap. It's it's just it's just life. Like it's just how it's just the way it is. And she just reached a breaking point during times when things were not so good for the Bush administration. And I mean, the Bush administration was shaky. Like, every administration has been shaky. You can just take looks at it. And I mean, is it possible that celebrities are being used as a cover-up for the Bush administration? Possibly. Is it possible that celebrities are being used to this day as cover-ups for faulty American administrations? Possibly, but I wouldn't say not as much. Maybe if we take a look in the past and take a look at other administrations and what was going on with them and the celebrities then maybe we can find some correlations as well like to me this theory just doesn't have a lot of ground to stand on however with all that being said i um i would just like to say that i am a supporter of the free britney movement and i really think that she shouldn't be in a conservatorship because i think that she is an adult she is, she may have some mental illness, but definitely not to the point where she should be controlled in every aspect of her life. And I just think that she should be free and to do what she wants as an artist, as a human being. And I just think that it is a human rights violation. Yeah. Right now, she's still under a conservatorship and it is possible that she could continue to be in one. However, she's still in one for an undecided period of time due to the coronavirus and the closure of courts because of, you know, social distancing. Now, this is going to be something that I'm going to try and update you guys on as I get updates along with all of my other conspiracies. If there's any updates or anything you want for me to cover, um, just send them my way. I have Instagram. I have Twitter. My Twitter is actually iconic, C-O-N-S-P-R-C-Y, and my Instagram is Vanessa Iconic. Um, I hope you guys all enjoyed this episode, Yeah, and I hope that you are all staying safe and sound during the coronavirus pandemic. It may be hard, but you know what? Uh, better times will be ahead. That's all I can say. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and also, um, if you made it this far, I don't know. If you don't know, that my intro is actually Britney Spears' saying it's a conspiracy theory that I'm actually interested in. So fun fact. Anyways, thank you so much for listening as always. And until next time, goodbye.